Let's do the news. Nathan Cohn standing by in the news studio. Thank you very much, John, and good morning, everyone. Unofficial results from yesterday's special election to fill the District 5 Carroll County Board of Supervisors vacancy show Republican Cindy Scatterico winning with 60.3% of the vote. Initial reporting shows voters cast 997 ballots in the election, 601 for Scatterico and 396 for her Democratic opponent, Tim Tracy. Scatterico claimed 55.8% of the absentee ballots cast, that was 130 to 103, and won all but one one of the 11 precincts on election day. The closest precinct was in precinct number two, which includes Carroll Ward 1, Carroll Ward 3, and the southern half of Maple River Township, as well as a section of Grant Township. Tracy took that precinct with 51.5% of the vote, 89, to Scatterico's 84 votes. And nearly all the other precincts, Scatterico won with over 60% of the vote. Results will become official once they're certified by the Carroll County Board of Supervisors scheduled for next week. And then once approved, Scatterico will be sworn in to fill out the remainder of the term previously held by Rich Ruggles, who retired near the end of last year. That term expires on December 31st of 2024. A copy of the unofficial results from Tuesday's election is included with this story on our website. The Carroll Community School District Board of Education met on Monday with the DLR group to discuss the next steps of their district-wide facility update plan. DLR is an architectural firm based out of Omaha, Nebraska that's signed a contract with the district for this process. Architect Eric Barron started the presentation on Monday by recapping some of the problems that may come the district's way with their buildings. If, if we were to retire this or look at a different purpose for this building, that means we first need to do something at the Fairview site. And so, you know, uh, looking at the, the items in orange, the blob that you see there is by no means anything designed. It's just showing you kind of an approximate square in relation to and proportional to, you know, what, we're, uh, what the rest of the site looks like. Taking care of some circulation, demolishing some things, um, and adding on to that. Following that recap, senior architect Andrew Van Leeuwen offered the board several suggestions that they could use toward district upgrades. Option A, this one is there mentioned in the, in the plan diagram, really addresses some of the primary needs at the transportation facility. So in this option, look to renovate the existing building to buildings and grounds facility and the new transportation facility located somewhere on the campus. And then you're seeing a range at the top, 6 million to 14.4 million, depending on the need or desire for cold storage space. Um, that's kind of where the range um, begins to fall into. So this one addresses those uh, kind of initial needs that were identified in the master plan in relationship to that. Other options uh, suggested were renovating Adams Elementary, which would cost anywhere from 27 to $30 million, or building a new high school. That's estimated at $70 million. DLR's representatives say the board has reached the point where they need to decide how they want to proceed. Southwest Iowa, they were faced with kind of a similar juncture uh, at, at a point in their master plan. And so this is just an image from uh, one of their community meetings that we, that we attended. And they were wrestling as a community. They had put together a list of uh, a number of different projects within the district. They had a, a somewhat sense of a range of cost. And they had gone a little bit one step further, meaning um, they had a little bit uh, more definition to some things. Uh, we're still kind of looking at, at that big picture here for, for Carol. But we had that, and they started to talk about, okay, well, what would the community support? Because they could either go after, they knew they were going to do a lot of referendum. 
And so they could talk about, okay, what's a no, no uh, tax increase uh, you know, option? And then what is our maximum bonding capacity, like the maximum amount that we can generate by you know, raising the levy? The board then discussed those proposed options, and they did favor hearing from stakeholders before moving any further forward. Board member Dwayne Horsley provided his thoughts. I think that's one of the questions we need to find out from the community. Do they want to retire this building? I mean, I yeah. think that's the board. You know, yeah, we see it. We, we know it's the inefficiencies are here. We only got two grades. And so you talked about the square foot cost per student is extremely high. And we got a lot of information to get out. But we have, I really feel like we need to get community. And, and as I look at it, just the priorities on things, I mean, the transportation is kind of like our bare bones starting point with the facility. Maybe not the, the full thing there, but at least get the place those days can work on a bus without having to bump their head on the hood. The board is still in the early stages of the planning process for facility updates here in the district. A lot of things were discussed at Monday's meeting, and you can find full audio from that portion included with this story on our website. The city of Westside is notifying residents of a planned water service disruption scheduled to begin this coming weekend. According to city officials, crews have identified a leak somewhere in their system, and the lines need to be shut down in order to find the problem area. That process is slated to begin at 10 p.m. on Sunday, February 12th, and will affect all customers in Westside. Service should be restored by 5 a.m. on Monday, but a mandatory boil advisory will be activated when water begins running again. They remind customers that all water used for consumption, including cooking, making ice, or washing dishes, must be boiled for at least one minute before use. Residents can also use bottled water as an alternative. You can contact Westside City Hall at 712-663-4493 with questions. Carol Broadcasting will provide additional information when next week's boil advisory is lifted. And applications are now open for the Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship's 2023 Century and Heritage Farm Program. The initiative was created in conjunction with the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation to recognize families who have owned their farms for 100 years and 150 years, respectively. Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nagg says Iowa's multi-generational farm families are the backbone of our state, and the Century and Heritage Farm Program recognizes their hard work, strength, resilience, and perseverance. Each year, I look forward to recognizing these families, hearing their stories, and celebrating their legacies at the Iowa State Fair. Applications are due to the Iowa Department of Agriculture by 11.59 p.m. on June 1st and can be submitted using the link included with this story on our website. Alternatively, eligible applicants can mail their entry to the Department of Agriculture using the address also included online. To date, more than 20,000 Iowa farms have been recognized through the Century Farm Program and over 1,600 farms through the Heritage Farm Program. The ceremony recognizes 2023 nominees. Uh, That's scheduled for August uh, 17th during the Iowa State Fair. That is going to wrap up your KCIM 7 o'clock news. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. And a little bit later on today, Nathan, you'll be uh, having a conversation you had earlier this morning with Cindy Scatterico. We'll be hearing from the uh, the candidate that won her position on the Board of Supervisors last night. Yep, hopefully I'll get things put together by, by 8 o'clock. But if not, uh, just keep an eye on the website. We'll have, of course, that posted. And then uh, definitely at the no later than the new newscast for sure. All right, looking forward to that once again. Nathan's got all your local news available on the website, the mobile app. Go check that out. And again, it's all totally free for you to access anytime. If you have it on your phone with a mobile app, super easy to stream KCIM, look up any news, anything that we have on the website available through the mobile app, including our Show the Love contest, you can get right there. So download that mobile app today.